Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest. Welcome to Short Rest, everybody. Oh, yeah. Unbutton that top button. I'm your direct messenger. Nope, sorry. Just regular old Brian Murphy, but I am here with certifiable badass the hammer wielder hard one surefoot <laughs> just jake herwitz but i did just uh, order a hammer off of amazon so i'll have a hammer <laughs> just for <laughs> hanging photos certified <laughs> not a badass has to hang some pictures is jake herwitz um but we do have a certifiable badass wielder of the flaming sword moonshine Sybin. unfortunately uh no uh the, the certification lies i am not moonshine Sybin. <laughs> however i did wield a flaming saute pan and cook dinner tonight that's very mm. moonshiny it was actually mm. very so, good so yeah. i will say that emily is a certified badass uh, but we also have another certified badass uh the wielder of the whetstone that doesn't make sense he wields the sword that the wet we got beverly togold here yeah i gotta wield that stone as well i like to imagine that it's buried in the in the hilt uh that said uh, the certification was lost in the mail um oh. so unfortunately beverly cannot be here it's just me uh caldwell tanner and the only thing i've wielded recently is uh, a big tasty margarita, so it's not all bad. Nice. Oh, hell That's yeah! Bad. Do you know that I had? Do you know that I had three? Very wet. No, I have had four terrible margaritas in the past three days. Oh, really? What? What was wrong? Yeah, with them? I was in. I was in Savannah with a bunch of friends, and then me and my friend were like, "We gotta get a good margarita." Mm-hmm. Like we were like at a brewery, and then me and my friend what? were like, "We want to get a margarita. Let's go." So unfortunately, we went to another brewery and tried to order a margarita <laughs> there. <laughs> It's your problem there, and yeah. It, it was watery and terrible. It might as been it might as well have been made with dishwater. And then we were like, okay, okay, we need to redeem ourselves. My friend was like, I saw a place that has best margarita in Savannah written on the window. <laughs> which clearly that does not mean it's the best margarita, but we went there. And then we went there and on the menu it said Red Bull Margarita. Oh, no. <laughs> the best. And we ordered it that. It sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I would have drank that. Yeah. It was pretty Same. great. That was yeah. my best margarita of my four margaritas. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Red Bull Wasn't tequila, it at a place yeah. called Jalapenos? It's called Jalapenos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so anyway, sorry. Anyway, guys, buy tickets for our live show at Jalapenos. We'll be. <laughs> we should. I think we should only do destination live shows in weird dive bars in uh, rural yes. America. I love it. I agree. Let's go to Branson, Missouri, and just like <laughs> take over an entire opera house instead of Ooh. a Broadway show. We'll just do a two-month residency in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> I'm That's open great. to a residency, especially if it's at an opera house. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's in Branson. It's got to um, be in I do, I do feel compelled to qualify that after the Red Bull margarita, um, the next margarita we ordered was a sake margarita. Ooh, Damn, y'all are all over the map. Sounds like shooting a it hangover so bad. into your It veins. was disgusting. Was it, all at this, was, it, was it all at jalapenos? Only two. The, those two were at jalapenos. Those, they just we like never have, ordered a regular margarita. Did they have regular there. margaritas? I think so. <laughs> was it sake and tequila in there? So my friend Alex made the made the 
very innocent assumption that mm-hmm. she could ask the bartender how like the Red Bull margarita was. And <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, um, it's, a, it's a margarita and then there's Red Bull in it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I've had two today. And same thing for the sake margarita. <laughs> Bad right. stuff, guys. It makes I don't know sense. What else I mean, I a margarita expecting. basically tastes like a monster energy drink. So That's yes, true. The Red Bull worked better. It wor- it works. <laughs> it's sweet. Guys. Anyways, sorry for that detour. When you talked about margaritas, I needed to share that with you guys because I haven't talked to you. Since. I understand. I know. It's, it's hard because we have to talk about the episode, but I haven't talked with you all in a while, and it's nice to catch up. Yeah. Good yeah. to see how y'all guys, are doing. Guys, Cran's back, baby. Cran's back! Uh, yeah. Cran is back. I, I mentioned this to y'all while we were recording, but I have a note in my notebook now that just says, Cran is 40? <laughs> 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 it's just like, the amount of dumb things I've had to write down for the show grows by the day, and I think that might be the one that takes the cake. Yeah, Cran's a middle-aged mother. Yeah, the the rich lore of Cran uh, just <laughs> continues to grow. We I want to hear the bards sing her song. <laughs> I want to read the story of Cran's twenty five years in the Feywild. Yeah, that's yeah. we were wondering what we were gonna do after this show, and now we know it's just yeah. Cran adventures. Oh my god, Cran quest. <laughs> Return of the Cran. Yeah, there was a there was a moment in this episode, and it's funny in retrospect to find out that you were talking about Cran. There's a moment of this episode where you guys um, find all of the po- all of the potions with like smoke in them and stuff on that bookcase mm-hmm. um, when you're in the lair. And um, Beverly, you rolled like a middling investigation check. Sounds right. Uh, and given like the little information that you got, you're just like, guys, all I know is that this person is cool as hell. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that is cool. You would think Cran's cool as hell. Do you think I think Cran's I think cool? that's cool too. Cran's like Cran's whole setup of just like being really fucking good at like defensively like creating a fortress was dope. Yeah. I like. I really like that for a character. I don't think I've encountered a character like that in D anD D yet in my various campaigns. It's especially fun considering the last time we saw Cran, she was hiding in a hole. I believe that she I'm dug. I'm in a bag. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, was in the bag. Yeah, I was in a bag. <laughs> she couldn't even like tell you useful information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's fun you to know see what? someone's entire arc realized in such a short span. <laughs> I think. Like, I think the question is like. Was it her experience with the Bullywugs that hardened her so much to life? I think probably everything after that was what hardened her. I think it was the Bullywugs. <laughs> it was you the Bullywugs apart. She was definitely kidnapped as a child, uh-huh. saved by powerful scoutmasters. Uh, so she's got good people to look up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that she was rambunctious and braver than like Durlin, certainly, because uh, she ran up and um, when you guys whispered to the green teens that they had to get out of the um, red brunch. She ran up and punched her scoutmaster in the nuts. <laughs> oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, so Cran rules. they could all run away. Yeah. Cran does rule. And now Cran keeps a bunch of uh, vials of vape juice uh, along her hallway. Yeah, Hell those were yeah, those were Cran. traps. If you pick them up, there was um there were holes in the vials and it would release the gas and there was a potential for you guys to have just like woken up in like a saw type situation with Cran. What? Wow. Wait, did That'd you prepare awesome. a whole oh, I know. Really? I wish we had like that. I kind of wish that. That's like a little heartbreaking to know that we missed out on that. 
Yeah, can we, we do a redo? Can we play it right now? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, yeah. Hard one picks We're up all gonna the pass out. inhales. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. <laughs> you guys pass out. You wake up. Cran stands over you. Uh, there's a button. Uh, if both of you press it, uh, you die. Uh, but if one of you presses it, you get to live. Um, Moonshine Beverly... presses the button. <laughs> Cran, wait, it's us. No. <laughs> Hard one dies. Uh, Beverly, you're in a bathtub and you need to cut your own dick off uh, oh, to no. get the key. I knew I should have spent more time with my kids and less time at work. <laughs> at the dick factory. <laughs> um, yeah, but she was... The, the whole thing kind of with her is that... Um, you know, she's used to the Fey Wild. So when you guys kind of showed up, mm-hmm. she was like, Oh, this is some kind of Fey trickery. You're like tapping into my mind somehow. And also, oh. she doesn't know. She doesn't know that like the mortal realm, um, the time moves was only doing like one day for every year that they were doing. Yeah. So to her, she's like, Of course, these guys would look exactly the same as last I wow. saw them. They're wow. not real. Oh, yeah. I think. That makes so much sense. I think I just thought we were too far away for her to see us. <laughs> that's what right. I thought too. And it was too smoky, and yeah. that's why. It's very, it's definitely very foggy. smoky. <gasps> Murph, how did, did or did you decide? Did, like, how did you decide how much time was going to pass in the Fey Wild? Because I remember when they left, you said time passed it passed differently there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do a roll, or was it more of like a? Oh, this is just interesting. So, both actually. So okay. What happened was um, I was reading the DMs. This was like a long time ago. This was um, sometimes I'll do, you know, when it's not around when we're recording, I'll just do pie in the sky planning. I'll be like, what's going on in the Fey Wild? Like, you I'll just think of something in the little future. Saint. Yeah, so, this, <laughs> so this was like mo- this was like months ago. And I was reading in the DMs guide. They were talking about how time passed differently. And I had known that. And they had this suggestion for this table where you could roll and you could see like how time passed. So there's a version where l- time passes slower that, you know, um, months in the mortal realm are just hours or days or something in the in the Feywild. So there's a reverse uh, that can happen as well. Um, but a nat 20 was every year in the mortal realm was a day in the Feywild. And I remember thinking that that would be probably the most narratively interesting for you guys to kind of show up and for all this time to have passed. Yeah. Um, but I just rolled for giggles, but I got a fucking nat 20. What? And I, was like, I was like, this is a sign that this, so that was like, it was, that was my instinct anyway, was to like flash it forward um, 20 or so years yeah. anyway. Um, but once I got that nat 20, I was like, yeah, I mean, I got to go with this now. <gasps> Is yeah. this okay? Secretly, I was hoping that you would reveal your hand. Does this mean that while we're in the Feywild, at the end of it, we're gonna have to do a roll to see how much time has passed? I haven't decided yet. Mm. Oh. I haven't decided, and that is your right, SDM. Yes, I haven't decided <laughs> yes, if the Daddy. rules should be consistent <laughs> or if the rules are different for like each person every trip. Okay, that sounds like Feywild fuckery for it to be different every time. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be a drastically different session for me to plan, though. Oh, God, like, yeah. Okay, well, it's 10 Jesus. years in the future. Like, Oh, oh wow. It would be, be like so a scary. Samurai Jack situation where, like, Akarat yeah. rules everything now. Oh. oh, that's so stressful, though. That would drive me nuts. I mean, obviously, it's perfectly within your right to do that. That would drive <laughs> me nuts because I would be like, motherfucker, now we, like, it, it would feel like everything we had done was futile. Yes. Yeah, please, please don't do it to us, Daddy. 
But, however, <laughs> it's perfectly within your right to do that. It would be fun, though, because you could see all of the nanorflies that have fucked their entire family lineages. <laughs> the world's been taken over by nanorflies? <laughs> Holy shit. Can you imagine about... if they defeat Akarat? I've been reading about a lot of uh, a lot about Genghis Khan and the Mongols, and I really want to believe that there's a like a intricate political system of uh, marriages between tribes happening amongst the nanoflies. <laughs> it is, yeah. There's definitely Habsburg nanoflies for sure. <laughs> it do- it should uh, kind of give you a glimpse into. Uh, the uh, origins of the crick that there are fey beasts at the crick that there were nanoflies oh, yeah. in the fey wild oh yeah perhaps well, some of the wackiness I of have the crick fey ancestry yeah perhaps some of the wackiness of the crick is is from the fey <gasps> that would make sense i i don't know i think a talking frog named jonah that doesn't that doesn't seem like it would make sense in the fey wild <laughs> <laughs> It would make the sense makes though, like too much sense, honestly. Don't you ever hear stuff that's like <laughs> you hate you hate in other people what you hate about yourself or something like that? There's some sort of like idea yeah. that you have, and like moonshine is hates trickery in people, but it's because it's like in her DNA. A little bit, yeah, and it's it's more so just because like everybody in the Feywild is like a bunch of gnomes strapped together. <laughs> <laughs> they're also tricky oh man that was um we jumped forward because you know the big the big old cran reveal mm-hmm. um cran to the future cran is to that we're gonna call this episode <laughs> yeah cran o- just put a spoiler in the title yeah <laughs> it's gonna be called re- weirdly enough it's gonna be called the raisin cran <laughs> very good but raisin as if like raising her like raising her well life, like raising level, arizona Perfect. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's great really good um, nobody subscribed to the podcast anymore, and for good reason. <laughs> Whoa, um, Patreon's at zero. I just refreshed. Yeah, that's, that's nuts, dude. We Wait, owe oh, people sh- money. Change it to swim cramp. We have change to pay ten dollars a month <laughs> no. to each of our council of elders. This is we're gonna we're bankrupt. <laughs> we're fucking fuck, ruined. Fuck. Yeah, we have to give health insurance to everyone. <laughs> that's, that's Wouldn't so that expensive. be so funny if we had an insane tier where we gave <laughs> people health insurance? insurance. <laughs> I guess we will at a certain just like a thousand dollars a month, we will enroll you in Obamacare. You will never have to think about it. Every year, we will do your paperwork. At a certain no, tier, wait, it so would make just... sense. It would make fiscal sense for us to do it. Yeah, that's you what say we're fucking is, right? Kaiser Permanente now. What's going on? <laughs> I will be your health insurance concierge. That is the direction that that we're heading. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's where we're going with this. Fuck, Uh, I'll do it for the two crew. uh, That was... $2 a month, we give you health insurance. (laughs) They don't even Uh, get the I was laughing very hard while editing this episode at the very beginning um, when Hard One was climbing the wall and just getting so dangerously small that he was like near death. Oh my God. Hey guys, Hey. (laughs) There was, like, so much of this, like, I know that we're not talking about roses and thorns yet, but I guess we are because I'm talking about it. Uh, My thorns are all just, like, I love puzzles when they come up, but I also always feel humiliated by them. I'm always like, wow, that took me a fucking while. I'm an (laughs) idiot. Same. Even just, like, watching. And you had to go do it on your own, hard one. No, I, I mean, I'm so I, I'm the stupidest puzzle solver that we have. You're the one that ate the the berries. I think that like whenever puzzles, but that was come not up, a just, calculated move. That was yeah. Impulsive. We told you neither to stop. was climbing the wall. Neither <laughs> was climbing the wall. 
Well, I guess I like to think that hard wall. one is like hard one is getting getting smaller, but like he's climbing harder. Like he thinks that he's he's getting stronger and bigger and looking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> was climbing the wall a puzzle, or was it just kind of like? Well, a... you kept failing those perception checks. Oh, that's yeah, true. It was the the wall wasn't the puzzle itself. It was just like a treacherous kind of challenge. Like you basically you needed to get at least halfway up the wall brave the fact that you were half your size now um and then once you started doing perception checks you'd be able to see the tunnel and if you missed it and you kept climbing and despite you know warning signs that you were going to die if you got to the top you would continue to take constitution damage um until eventually you had zero constitution once you got to the top hard one doesn't give up he wouldn't have I totally understand (laughs) that pride i would just be like i guess i kill myself accidentally (laughs) But what a way to go! If you just yeah, not if you just, like, because I would also think I would also think it was one of those kind of puzzles that it was like trust it, you know, like you just have to trust. Oh my god, that would be yeah. awful. <laughs> I was I was that would like, be hard to even justify Beverly revivifying you because you would turn into like du- you would turn into nothing. Man, I I was like low key a little nervous as I was climbing. I was afraid that you weren't gonna let me get big again. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you weren't even afraid of dying. You were just a, a pure vanity. It would have oh, been yeah. so funny if you were like a foot tall for the rest of the adventure. Murph, as a DM, is there anything that's like a little bit smaller about Hard One now? Just yeah. his penis. Knock okay. it off, okay, good. Or like, is his beard just like a half an inch shorter? Uh, yeah, well, he can't really grow a beard Quit anymore. Quit goading him, so. Emily. <laughs> His yeah, he got are. like all. I'm just curious. I'm just trying to stoke his creativity. <laughs> yeah, man. all of the hair follicles on his face actually died. Uh, he just, he's just it's as just tall, like, but he looks master like master work. You he know? looks like he doesn't work out. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> like he so lost fucked. mass, if that makes sense. Uh, oh no shit! Yeah, you, he essentially cut. Yeah, he cut, and he's like five foot five now. <laughs> Don't. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> Everything that I worked for in my imagination. He's a little bit shorter and skinnier than he is in real life. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Hard one falls off the wall and dies. I'm rolling a Hard Goliath. Jumps into a river and doesn't come up for air. It was killing me that you were that you just elected to talk in that high pitched voice. That was so funny. I feel like that's something that, like, as a girl. Like my voice, if I talked in a high pitched voice, wouldn't be as funny. But your voice jumps such and so many octaves higher. <laughs> it's it is, so funny. I think it's it's also because I've like spent so long making hard ones voice as deep, like it's as deep as I can talk. Yeah, too. that's true too. The swing, the range. <laughs> we really had to like button mash that puzzle by the end, though. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough one. Um, yeah, because you had to had to like walk backwards. You guys sometimes when you present a puzzle like that, mm-hmm. the players come up with like a better solution than you thought of. Like there was one moment where you guys tried to take some of the green flame and put it on the red flame, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that would have been interesting to have the puzzle essentially be that you have to without crossing over, get green flame on your torch. And then you can walk through because you have like the go sign. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I, I wasn't kind of quick enough on my feet to adjust the puzzle that yeah, way. So I, I guess that would be, that would be my thorn. Um, whenever like a cool thing presents itself like that, I like to reward that. But that's not. Your way you was know. also cool. Yeah. It was yeah, like, you, did I, get to, you got to moonwalk. I did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I do love it when a puzzle Shit, is that's like... that's my rose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when a puzzle is devish, devilishly simple like that, though, where it's just like... Yeah. It, and they always are, though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're always like... It's always... I think that's why puzzles are are fun and also infuriating because yeah. you're just like, it's going to be an obvious answer that as soon as I know it, I'm going to feel like an idiot. I think you say that now and Murph's going to just make us solve a crossword puzzle in the next episode <laughs> or something. That Gladly, I could I do. I fucking love crossword puzzles. It was um, going to be Obi, so boring. Obi. <laughs> That's always in. Bo- Japanese sash, Obi. <laughs> both, of, both of these puzzles... Um, when designing them, it's tough as the DM because, like, I know that it's safe to experiment because it's more of a, um, you know, thing that you need to figure out or it'll take you a lot of time thing more yeah. than the, like, consequences are dire. But you guys don't know that. So if if at the tunnel puzzle, you guys were just like, yeah, I'm just going to walk through it. And then you just walked through it. That would have made you guys maybe prod less and you would have just been like, okay, well, when I walk forward the lights change. Maybe if I just start stepping backwards mm-hmm. and then maybe you would have figured it out a little faster. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, this puzzle is kind of middling, but it ended up being very hard because you guys, like, you don't know if, like, you're going to walk next to the green flame and a fireball is going to shoot you. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to eat the fucking poison berry and you're going to die or be knocked out well, or something like that. actually, I was going to say you did a good job hinting with the, um, with the berry puzzle because when we... You specifically went out of your way to have us take a little damage when we like breathe the fumes. So it seemed like, okay, this is not this is not gonna kill one of us. Right. No. But and that was also fun because like I would never expect the solution to a challenge to be poison yourself a little bit to win. That was like a very fun <laughs> obtuse riddle. Isn't that kind of what the flu shot is? There oh, was yeah. also a a slight chance that we could have just because like Murph asked you when when you when we like went after the very first tree, mm-hmm. Murph asked you which one. So there's a crazy world where we just get it right the first time. Right. That <laughs> yeah. that would I thought about that even while we were playing too. Like that would have been so weird because we would have just like I guess not really we solved a puzzle. We wouldn't have known. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah just, we wouldn't have known that we solved a puzzle. Right, we would have been we like, would not have that was weird. It. What was Murph setting up? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Just terrible radio. <laughs> just a weird <laughs> Murph, if we, had guessed, if we had just guessed the right tree, would you have just let us go in? Mm, I should say yes, but I don't know. <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> if it was... Um, would you well, just switch it? you know it? what? It's kind of... It's not unlike uh, in the episode with Tonathan where in like the second challenge room you guys just like cast some fucking fog cloud on the light and just like ruined the shadow warriors that I was going to have attack you so <laughs> yeah. I I probably would have just let you guys go through yeah I, tr- I would have you know what I would have done I would have done that thing that no other dms do but that i do which is to just like tell you what was going to happen just like right. essentially have a short rest in the middle of the episode be like fuck you guys you guessed correctly <laughs> <laughs> that's fun that people fun. like those peaks behind the screen though i yeah. like the i like that that i think that's a good thing to do if we had solved it correctly would the tree and have opened its mouth and been like Bleh, and like stuck its tongue out at us <laughs> yes, he would have rolled out the red carpet for you. Wow, he would have been crude but rude. That yeah. would have been great. I would love to step on someone's large tongue. <laughs> you guys, yeah, there was so much fucking poking and prodding in this episode. Like, you guys are all in the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you have were... a, a, an abandoned house, I feel like, is such a honeypot that I just yeah. need guys, to go in there and like, look at the You guys have abandoned houses in your neighborhood that you would, like, sneak into? No. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, when I was a kid? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. When I was younger, I was gonna say in my current neighborhood, no, but yes. When I was <laughs> when younger, you with as birth. a thirty-three-year-old, you kick indoors. <laughs> that would be, yeah. <laughs> there's not a. But, there's not an old house that you throw rocks at. Yeah, I mean, Smoke I just want to scare the ghosts. I want to show them who's boss. There's like a, a house that's abandoned, and like you use their toilet so you don't stink up your own. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I definitely got like. Not my first kiss, but one of my first kisses in an abandoned house. Who was he? he I don't honestly even remember his name. I just remember he had a blonde mushroom cut. <laughs> all right, we can go off that. Murph. And I'll, he was a you fucking know she was born. year older. And for all I know, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a starter jacket. All right, anyone which... who's 30, anyone who's 34 with a mushroom cut, I'm coming for you. <laughs> okay, you freaking heard it. Dude, roll I'll, call. I'll, I'll get some old yearbooks. We'll find this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, get over here with your pickup truck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he dropped out of high school later. Okay. <laughs> Shit. He's getting hotter and hotter. We have to do something. Oh my god. <laughs> he sounds he sounds freaking rad. He was still in the this. starter jacket. He was making out in fucking abandoned houses and he dropped out. This dude rules. Shit. I'll fucking make out with him. He's still doing that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, we used to have um we had a construction site in like the like houses being built in the cul-de-sac near my house. Mm-hmm. And me and all my friends in high school would like go in the fucking basements and shit. Yeah. You'd like pull the ladder out on one of your buddies so yeah. that they couldn't get out. <laughs> it's a fucking hilarious joke. Just razzing your friends. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Razzing the razzing the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we call it in the business. I, I had a question for Beverly. Oh, does Ooh. Um, are you concerned at all knowing that your dad is 25 years older than the last time you saw him? It's kind of like cute with Cran, but are you scared? <laughs> it's kind of existentially horrifying with both of them. I like Beverly's just trying to play it cool with Cran, but it's like so weird to see your friend love a whole life. It's terrifying. And it's like, I think it's just so beyond comprehension that like I can't even yeah. establish an emotion for it. That's a good point. Um, it's, it's almost scarier than like because your dad's always been old, like twenty five right. years older than you. Mm-hmm. And I guess Damn. halflings age a little slower, so it's not a huge problem. But like, it's That's definitely what I was still say. yeah, it's definitely still yeah. weird. Um, and I, I guess I think I, it's weirder. I agree. It seems like it for me. It would be weirder with Cran than even my dad. Mm-hmm. Although, if like seeing like if you've ever seen like a loved one after like an operation or something like that, and they look so much older, it's almost like they get rapidly aged. Yeah, yeah. and that is distressing. It's kind of like my dad. It'll look like my dad was president for four years. What's the halfling life cycle again? I think they live to be like 150 or 200. I'll have to double check. That yeah, I think 200 time, is like old. Yeah. But so he's um, like, what, like 90? No. no. How I old think was he's he? In his, I think he's in his 70s. Okay. I think your dad was probably about 50. I think basically halflings just um, do everything a little later. Like yeah. they probably had their they probably had their kids when they were 40. Yeah, we're late. Yeah. Whereas, whereas sure. a, straight, a straight-laced guy like um, Bev the Fourth definitely as a human would have had kids at like 22 (laughs) yeah so the halfling version of that the halfling version of that is like being 40 you know that the togolds uh i guess pelor christmas card pelor festival christmas card Uh is like the envy of the neighborhood oh yeah (laughs) i have a i have a question merv yeah did it ever cross your mind to have bev beverly the fourth um 
take a new wife in the Feywild? Mm. Yes. Ooh. Interesting. Whoa. Whoa. But I thought, yeah, I guess I thought that it could be interesting <laughs> narratively. To- It'd be obviously too heartbreaking, but I was just curious if you were like, I need to entertain this idea. I I, di- I entertained it because I thought like, oh, the idea of Beverly having a half brother or this kind of idea of like, like, I am sorry, but we've lived this whole life while you guys were in this. It's kind of like yeah. tragic in this like kind of understandable way. Yeah. But I I was thinking of Martha Togold and I was like, this is real bullshit if her fucking husband's just out there just like fucking people in the fate wild. Like, you could have like, had her like hook up with her Pilates instructor in Glade Hall. I though. would have I <laughs> yeah, but like, I would he, have done that. Beverly had twenty five years. She did it in like week two of the big separate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Yeah, I didn't I I A didn't want to do that to Martha Togold and B um, if I was going to do that, it would have been a huge departure from Bev the Fourth's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think part of, and I, I, Cran told you as much, so I'm not like spoiling anything, but I do think the idea is that like Cran and Durlin and all these like green teens that have grown up and become green knights, they've got, those guys have, you know, had their entire uh, teenage years, their young adulthood, they've had kids, they've had entire lives in the Fey Wild, so they consider the Fey Wild even more of a home than the mortal realm. Yeah. But they- like Bev's dad Bev's dad is like focused on fucking fixing things and like getting things back. And that is part of his personality and thus he wouldn't like settle down with somebody new. Cause he's he's old enough to, you know, yeah. know that he needs to go back to the mortal realm. I mean, maybe it's the Mongol fanatic in me, but like it all, he could have been forced by like to he could have been forced to have sort of like a political marriage mm. to endear the halflings to the fae. Right, yeah. <laughs> Emily wants hard one to be tiny and Beverly's parents to be divorced. That's No, I don't. I don't want that. I just I'm very glad about the way that it worked out, but I am I was curious to hear. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I'm sure it crossed his mind. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse if he's like, this is my new wife, Beverly. Don't worry, I don't love her. <laughs> it's political. Here's your, here's your half-brother. I fucking hate him. <laughs> don't worry, I but only got But you know, the Mongols actually, um, they, would take, they would take multiple wives. So, like, Beverly the Fourth could be like, don't worry, they're actually polygamous here, so it's actually okay. Hey, yeah, that's a good question, Murph. Why isn't our D&D campaign more like the Mongol horde and their <laughs> strategies? You know what? I asked I ask myself that every day. <laughs> I actually rolled to see how much like the Mongol horde uh, the Feywild would be, and I, I rolled it too. Shout out to I'm just crew. saying, calling them a horde is like a little, it just sounds like a little... Um, a little it's like regressive. a little judgmental. It's a little okay. regressive, and I think that th- just because they didn't have a written language, we don't really get to hear the nuance of their raping and uh, pillaging civilization. Mm-hmm. And so we we write them off as you know savages, but they're actually really intricate and interesting people. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Murph, you and Emily should get together on this. This could work. Yeah, definitely. I have I have been telling him all about um, <laughs> Genghis Khan and the Mongol horde, being like. You should work this into D&D. It's so cool. <laughs> it's I so read him a description. 
I read him a de- they essentially had Coachella at one point. I read him a description of like this like big like political gathering that mm-hmm. Genghis Khan hosted in like 1206. And I was like, this is like really cool D&D shit. It's just like descriptions yeah. of like people showing up in like furs with like felt tents and like cool That sounds silks. like our shit. Yeah. yeah that I sounds know. like the sort of stuff we like to get up to. Yeah. Murph, what if we get um, a messenger, a bird messenger from uh, Glade Home? Like Kaka? And it's like, yeah, like Kaka. Kaka <laughs> shows up and he's like, uh oh, we Alanis is in Mongol infested China. You gotta go. <laughs> Perfect. And that's where Balnor's from. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I never considered that. Yeah. In the, in the late 13th century. <laughs> we, were, we were many centuries off. <laughs> I do have a very important question for you, Murph, though. Yes. Um, how much more like Tom Selleck does my dad look like now that he's older? Oh, oh my God. So much. Yeah, before he was like friends, Tom Selleck, and now he's blue blood. He's Tom full Selleck. on blue blood. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. It's oh, so good. Full, dude is full on blue blood. And you know do that. Do men Mark... ever bald in their mustaches? What? Um, <laughs> you mean like the middle? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do they just lose their facial hair? Yeah. I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. Unless you have, like, okay. alopecia. That's a nice thing to know, just, like, this mustache is here to stay. It is it's a very funny to picture someone getting a bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> Having to comb over their mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I think that Martha Togold is for sure a Blue Bloods fan. So I think, you know what, the age difference Ooh. might be a little weird, but I think it'll work out. Mm. No, she likes the CBS night dramas. Absolutely. Yeah. Madam President, Madam Secretary, lead in. You know, <laughs> the one where the guy knows about numbers. And then, yeah, I think the it's blue called blitz. numbers. <laughs> no. It would be. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's uh, The Numerialist is the title of the show. <laughs> uh, you guys want to start talking uh, Roses and Thorns? Absolutely. Okay, oh, yeah. my rose I already said w- was a hard one talking in the in the high pitched voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just because you committed so hard to it, yeah. it, it just like it came out of nowhere so authentically, <laughs> and it just made me laugh every time you did it. Because you were <laughs> you. speaking in a high pitched voice, but it was very clear that you were disgusted with yourself. <laughs> I didn't want to be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it was all I could do from that's true to keep myself from leaving, just calling a lift and getting the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the Airbnb. <laughs> and then my thorn would be my thorn would just be like not getting the puzzles immediately. Yeah. It it feels so good when you get a puzzle right like that. I when know. you just blaze through a puzzle. Yeah. But and then that like was the person in puzzles. That was gonna be my rose is when uh was Moonshine figured out the tree puzzle. That was like I feel like so often I, we like hack our way through a puzzle or I, at least I mm-hmm. do. I pretend to get it even when you guys solve <laughs> it. Like I still don't know the time loop one that well. Uh, but like <laughs> Emily eating the berries, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. This is the answer. This is the definitive way to solve the puzzle. And it was really <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to piss on your rose, but I definitely was like, I don't know. I fucking eat the berries. <laughs> Hey, I wish it was like strategic. That yeah, was, was my gr- rose. It was great that Beverly and Hardwon are just yelling, stop, Moonshine, you proved your point. <laughs> yeah, just, well, we should all just remember that uh, Gandalf and the Fellowship sat outside the uh, the Mines of Moria for for a really long time before they yeah. got the speak friend and That's... enter. 
puzzle. Such a good call. That was pr- that's pretty easy. That's an easy yeah. puzzle. Yeah. No, it's only easy because we've all watched Lord of the Rings so many times. Mm-hmm. And now whenever whenever we're in any kind of puzzle in D and I'm always like, is there a word written somewhere <laughs> that I'm supposed to say? I feel like, but it, even if they say the like that puzzle out loud, they speak the Elven word for friend, right? I think the door oh, knows. Oh, are they speaking door. in Elvish? No, yeah, they weren't. It was it, it was, was in common. I common. think common, and then but it was the Dwarvish word for friend that they needed to say, right? No, it was the Elven word, right? I thought it was Dwarvish because it was like wasn't weren't the Mines of Moria like a they Dwarvish? were? I don't remember what why it was an Elf thing though, but I thought okay. it, I thought it was an Elf thing, and yeah, it would yeah. know. I think, it, I think if, it was too. It would know if you were cheating because the door had nest installed on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice and a ring doorbell. <laughs> I think my rose was definitely Bev reading the Green Teen's Creed. Oh, wow, yeah. so beautiful. Finding mm. out that it was a Green Teen. Bev, did you in that moment know that it was... I guess, who did you think it was? Obviously, you thought it was either your dad or... I, I thought team. it was Durlin or Cran. I didn't think it really? was my dad. Yeah. I, I thought I kept thinking it was I kept thinking it was Durlin, but I was saying Erlin by accident while we were recording. <laughs> yeah. But I kept thinking it was Durlin, but then you were being very um particular about saying they instead mm-hmm. of he or she. And I was like, I think this might be a girl. Yeah. So interesting. Wow, you're you're <laughs> hoisted upon your so- own sexism. <laughs> No, not sexism. Um, Habit, habit. That was definitely my rose as well. But I feel like I also really liked trying to stop Emily or trying to stop Moonshine from eating all those berries and just like trying to volunteer to help her. (laughs) (laughs) You would not let us help, which is my favorite part. (laughs) You're so prideful about eating them. This is too polite, too hospitable. Didn't want us to get sick. Yeah. That is, I would say that's an intersection between Emily and Moonshine, which is like very much the like, no, 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 I'll do it. Yeah. Everyone just, stay, I'll do it. I've got this, okay? Everyone so else motherly. have a nice time. I'll be mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> I'll say my thorn was not being able to remember the Green Teen's Creed off the top of my head. I felt like a real bad Green Teen in that moment. I had to look I it up on my phone. It. <laughs> do I? have been through a lot. Oh, you had it on your phone. Oh. Yeah. That's uh that's like a peek outside of the the screen, a peek above the veil. I think that's great though. I think that's cool that you had it on your phone to begin with. Well, yeah. sure. I mean, I read it. Every I night say before shit bed. all the time, and I don't remember half the shit I say. But <laughs> I think that's cool that you're like that. You're keeping these memories that are great. Well, I think that's <laughs> Emily. We're very similar in this way, where we can't remember shit, so we both write things down in books <laughs> or on our phone, just so that we can like stumble upon them. Like I'll, I'll stumble. I also, up- yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I really like, because a lot of times I write down just like stupid jokes and it's really funny when I go back and read just like hard one said something stupid and I and I can laugh at yeah. it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I think my favorite moment is I wrote down, I started writing down all the names that Bastion was telling us of the people that went. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. so funny. Oh, that was a that was a thing we didn't really talk about um, that happened this episode, which was you guys meeting Pixel, the free fairy, the fairy oh. farmer. That basically led to nothing because you guys already had directions to where you needed to go anyway. So mm-hmm. you guys just went to this dude's house, basically got into an argument with him, <laughs> sort of won my... him over, but then just broke his horn. shit on the road. I didn't like his vibe. Well, I mean, we're really bad about we're really bad about being. Um, 
I think that we are an honorable group. However, mm-hmm. if someone offends us, we can be really rude. <laughs> yeah. And I think we were rude as hell with that guy. I think we just saw the horn and we didn't trust him from the jump. Yeah. So like, I don't trust anybody. But our with approach horn. was to be like, "Hey, nice horn. Sure, it would be a shame if something happened to it." Yeah. <laughs> Although Bev was being very diplomatic, I love just like, "Hello, fellow free market capitalist." <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. I never get to use my persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I also like when you described what he was making for himself that he was like sauteing up some candy and some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So disgusting. It sounded pretty I like good. it like grossed me out. <laughs> no, he was making like a Mast Brothers bar. It was gonna be $30. Yeah, he, was, he was making like a chocolate lollipop disc. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh yeah, like one of those big weird ones you see at like stores at Christmas time. <laughs> oh hell yeah. yeah, dude. It's like an inside mm-hmm. out Tootsie Pop kinda. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, that sounds good. Mm. Yeah, he should hire me for uh, marketing. <laughs> I got some ideas. This, this little this little pixie guy was kind of an eight bit book club callback because it was like libertarian Funky Kong. Yeah, I was thinking of libertarian <laughs> yeah. Funky Kong when you were doing that. <laughs> I just love I love making unlikely characters libertarians <laughs> just be like. It's yeah, this, really funny. This, this little pixie like just like does not want to help you and just wants to live on his farm by himself. And it's so magical, but he just wants all the lollipops for him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think maybe one of the funniest parts was when we cast like plant growth on his oh, yeah. on his uh, plot. And then you had him come out and he was like, I did it all by myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot just about like that. a libertarian. Also, <laughs> it was so funny. I forgot that I burned a third level spell. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, too I many love, roses. I love wasting. Like, I mean, like, I don't love it, but like, I often feel the temptation to use a high level spell stupidly. Yeah, <laughs> especially th- that one has like no real purpose because its other use is like you stay in a town for three months and grow an entire crop of corn. <laughs> it's like, I'm I not going to do that. But I, I've stocked plant growth <laughs> multiple show. times, which is like, it's it's not, it's never going to come into play, but I'm I always think like, Oh, but that could be fun. What if what if it did somehow? Yeah. What if I like trapped some guy by plant growth or you something? You know what would be fun is like I think that Moonshine's version of plant growth would be you would grow some sort of mushroom. weird crick. It would either be a mushroom or some sort of like weird crick food. Ooh. <laughs> it would be like uh like grumpkins and it would just be a pumpkin that's like full of hot dogs or something like that. <laughs> a pumpkin that like the inside um Looks like a zucchini. <laughs> Grumple melons. Oh, um, man, there's so many things in this episode we forgot to talk about. Yeah? We didn't talk about the fact that um, Cran and Durlin are married. Uh, relationship goals. Um, yeah. They have kids <laughs> named Moon One and Beverlyn. That oh, was sweet. so sweet. That's so cute. I mean, it just goes to show you the influence you can have on someone. Yeah. Yep, on the youth. <laughs> you guys saved Be them. Be nice to they the kids. Up, they looked up Damn, we really got to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then um, Derlin is a freaking honey goblin. Oh, so oh, Moonshine's, Moonshine's suspicions about the honey goblins uh, being trouble was right. Dead on. They're in trouble. I feel bad. I didn't do something right then and there. I should have. I should have fucking snuck away and then like interrogated or dispel magic to honey goblin. But I was just fucking. 
I was I, fucking tonsils deep in Tris. Yeah, I, I was drinking honey, man. That's some sad shit. <laughs> Everyone was talking about the fact that you just like very casually mentioned the fact that you're good at cunnilingus in the last episode. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah, you do. Of not. course, Moonshine is. We were yeah, talking over that. each other, but you were such just a like... hospitable person. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it it's tracks. when it's about someone else's pleasure, mm-hmm. that's where she thrives. <laughs> My God, you don't need to take a barbarian <laughs> level for that. <laughs> On how good Moonshine is at eating people out, we'll wrap this one up. Yeah. Wait, we then... didn't get to hear. We didn't get to hear hard ones. Oh, roses didn't... and thorns. Oh, yeah. My my rose was you finishing the puzzle. My uh, my thorn is not remembering that you said you were good at cunnilingus. But <laughs> <laughs> let's do another podcast uh, about moonshine cunnilingus for the uh, council of elders. Feet. <laughs> cool, Caldwell. Why don't you take us out? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Short rest. Uh, be good to your partner. <laughs> whatever they deserve. <laughs> let's roll them hit dice. <laughs> Rolling with the head dice.